Hello everyone and welcome back to Two Dudes Doing Trivia. I'm Oda Tettle. And I'm Bonesaw. This week we've got a mini game again. We haven't done one of those in a while, so we thought we'd throw it back into the rotation. We're going to do a Homest Am I question. Yeah, who am I or Homest Am I as I guess we're calling it now. <laughs> uh, not, not, uh, it can be tricky. They can be tricky. They're, they start out harder, they get easier as you go along. So hopefully uh, you know who I am and hopefully I know who you are. That's right. So we've got four questions of decreasing difficulty, but as a result, decreasing point values as well. Um, just a side note, Hoomst is one of those things that I see people write all the time and I absolutely hate it. And that's why I said it. And I've now bothered myself. So <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I think we can, I, I would like to answer first this week. How Excellent. That? I would love to do that. All right. I'm hitting you with four questions of who am I? It's time for you to figure out who am I? Question one for four points. I was a shy kid growing up until I found drama. My first stage role in school was in Oliver, and later critics would praise my performance in Tennessee Williams' Night of the Iguana. Who am I? Okay, so I don't know what any of those things are. Um, Just because the most recent episode of Hot Ones that I just watched and he's in my head, I will say Neil Patrick Harris. That is incorrect. For three points. In 1976, I left Juilliard. My professors suggested the conservative and classical style of training at Juilliard was not suitable for me. I turned instead to comedy. In fact, I won four Grammy Awards for comedy. My first was called Reality. What a concept. Who am I? Oh. Are you George Carlin? I am not George Carlin, but I do love George Carlin. <laughs> I know you do. That's why I guessed it. Um, I don't remember what his first uh, comedy album was called. It might have been Brain Droppings, or maybe that was his first book or something, but regardless. For two points. I was also recognized for my performances in TV and movies. I was awarded a Golden Globe Special Honor in 1993 for my voice acting in an early 1990s Disney film. Some might say you ain't never had a friend <laughs> like him. Um, Robin Williams. You are correct. It is Robin Williams. Nice one. That's good he clues. Went, he went to Juilliard with uh, Christopher Reeve, and uh, they remained life well, friends until they, you know, Very what good. happened happened. Um, um, would, it was would you like the... to hear my uh, one point clue? I absolutely would, yeah. Following my suicide in 2014, Barack Obama released this partially redacted statement. He was an airman, a doctor, a genie, a nanny, a president, a professor, a bangerang Peter Pan, and everything in between. He arrived in our lives as an alien, but he ended up touching every element of the human spirit. Very, very cool. Uh, it was indeed the genie clue that gave it away for me on the early 90s. Yeah, I used to sing that song all the time. It's just like a fun voice acting, kind of going bananas kind of song. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, Robin Williams, pretty pretty universally beloved actor, I think. I think so, too. All right, that gives me two points. Are you ready for your Who Am I question? I am ready. I am widely considered to be the greatest in my vocation of my generation, which is the mid-20th century. Who am I? Of my vocation. Hmm. Um, um, let's go with... What is that guy's name? Is Rostropovich somebody? That is 
a sequence of letters I have never heard in that order. <laughs> for, the, for those listening, um, I was trying to figure out who that really famous cellist was. Uh, not that. Perfect. <laughs> Can you imagine how obscure that would be if I chose that as my, my question? I don't know. You have like the most famous like cellist of the 20th century yeah. or something. <laughs> and cello is a vocation for sure. Uh, in my later years, this is for three points now. In my later years, I became extremely paranoid, racist, and went from public darling to pariah as a result. Who am I? Bobby Fisher. You are three points, Bobby Fisher. Nice. Nice. That, so, <laughs> imagine for, for being so known uh, for that. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the thing, right? Uh, for listeners who don't know, who the hell is Bobby Fisher? Uh, Bobby Fisher is, well, he's the greatest chess player to ever live until a bunch of other people got better later on. But he's probably the most famous chess player of uh, of all time, I would say. Yeah, famous for chess and for being a racist. And pretty much, yeah. So <clears throat> uh, my victory in 1972 was considered to be the match of the century. Who am I? Uh, who is that match of the century against? Boris Spassky. Boris Spassky, indeed. And then for one point, I would have asked you... In 1961, I wrote an article claiming the King's Gambit opening is busted and loses by force. Since then, <laughs> the King's Gambit has very rarely been seen in top-level chess. That's true. That's true. He's good. He was good. He was. He, he basically, by some uh, accounts and, and analysis, he started the modern era of chess. Well, the, the real modern era of chess. People before Bobby Fischer just weren't as good. That's he right. He basically That's changed right. the game. Absolutely. Awesome questions. A real Wayne Gretzky style chess player, I suppose. <laughs> and for uh, those listeners that aren't familiar, like uh, aren't a sports person, Wayne Gretzky would be the greatest hockey player of all time. Oh, okay. I'm gotcha. obviously <laughs> saying that tongue in cheek. Um, oh, okay. So you're in the lead. I'm in the lead by one point. Uh, I've got three and you guessed Robin Williams in two. So just let's keep it moving. Let's get right into the rapid fire portion. So this week we've got 15 RFQs, rapid fire questions. Um, what do we do for 15 Qs? Is that two, two and a half minutes? Something like that? Yeah, yeah two minutes? Two and a half minutes, two minutes, two and a half minutes. Uh, some, let's see, let me see the length. Some of mine are uh, a little bit long, so let's do two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes sounds right. Okay, perfect. I got 15 questions in two and a half minutes, and it's just a variety of categories, so hopefully uh, you get some or all of them. Yeah, uh, 15 would be excellent. You don't yeah. get none of them, yeah. That's, I guess just don't get none. Yeah, I'll aim for not zero. <laughs> Okie dokie. Are you ready to start? I am ready to start. You are ready to start, and I am ready to start. So let's start in three, two, one. In terms of the order of the planets by distance from the sun, which two planets are Earth's neighbors? Uh, Venus and Mars. Correct. Four patrons at a downtown diner late at night, viewed through the diner's large glass window, are the subjects of Nighthawks, a 1942 painting by whom? Edward Hopper? Correct. The first hip-hop act inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, known for their 1982 song and album The Message, were the Furious Five and who else? Grandmaster Flex. Grandmaster Flash. Oh, that's what I meant to say! <laughs> when the Roman Empire would refer to the Caledonia, they were mostly referring to what modern-day part of the world? Scotland. Correct. What Amy Sherman Palladino series takes place in the fictional small town Stars Hollow and stars Lauren Graham and Alexis Bledel in the title roles? Wolf. Um, pass. 
They were the Gilmore Girls. Oh. Uh, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings is a work by what American poet? Maya Angelou. Correct. A classical music superstition that applies to composers Beethoven, Mahler, and Schubert is known as the curse of what number of symphony? Seven. Nine. In what movie is Officer Alex Murphy murdered by a gang of criminals, then revived by the megacorporation Omni Consumer Products? I have no idea. Robocop. Of the four teams that won NBA championships in the 1980s, two were not the Lakers or Celtics. Name either of those two teams. Um, the 76ers? Correct. On my own, Do You Hear the People Sing and I Dreamed a Dream are numbers in what musical? <laughs> my Left Foot. <laughs> Les Miserables. One of these times. In the Christmas song Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, how many of the reindeer's names begin with the letter D? Three. Correct. Manuel Noriega was a dictator, politician, and de facto ruler of what country from 1983 to 89? I think Panama. Correct. Canadian Abraham, Abraham Gesner invented what combustible hydrocarbon, sometimes called paraffin or lamp oil? Wax? Kerosene. The world's largest Buddhist temple, Borobudur, is found in what country? India. Indonesia. And finally, toasted bread, mixed greens, and other vegetables are the typical ingredients for what Levantine salad, the name of which is derived from the Arabic for crush or crumb? Tabule. Fatouche. Oh, fatouche and salad. is your time. And Good questions. questions. Let's tally those up. All right, the tally is in, and Bonesaw, you got 7 of 15 this week. Oh, that's okay. I, I felt like I got more, but uh, I suppose not. I feel like, I felt like you got more too, actually. Um, and a quick recount here shows that you didn't. Uh, just to leave that part. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't I'd leave that in. Um, okay, so when I talked about Abraham, Abraham Gesner, combustible hydrocarbon called paraffin or lamp oil, is wax a debatable answer here, or it's... Hit me no, with that. I don't think so. I think, uh, like, I just have heard of the substance paraffin wax before in my life, so I, there's, mm. I couldn't get that out of my head. Yeah, it's like the waxy kind of kerosene form, I guess. Yeah. Um, have you ever had a fatouche salad? I have, indeed. Um, yeah, they're just wonderful. I think fatouche and tabbouleh are probably pretty similar, if I'm honest, but fatouche definitely has, like, cr croutons Bread, or toasted croutons, peanuts or something. Yeah, there, yeah. yeah for sure. Um, so when you were in Southeast Asia, did you go to Indonesia, Borobudur? I spent a month in Indonesia, but not anywhere near that place. So, um, a little bit about that. It was built in the ninth century and one of the greatest challenges has been conserving it. There are so many visitors, many tourists, but some locals that despite all the warning signs and the loudspeakers and the guards that are present, locals tend to va vandalize the statues. And it's just like a big plague on like, what is this old, old, old temple? Um, and then obviously in, on top of all the visitors and them walking around with their shoes and scraping the floors with their shoes, um, there's earthquakes, there's soft soil, there's heavy rain. Like it's just a, a wonder that it even lasted as long as it has really. People are always ruining tourist areas. That's right. <laughs> um, do you know anything about NBA finals with the 76ers or whatever was that other team? Uh, I don't, but I do know that the 76ers were a good team in that era, so I basically just guessed on that. 
Yeah, so it was the 76ers in 83, and it was the Detroit Pistons in 89. Mm. Um, and kind of interesting, in both of these finals, the the Pistons and the 76ers defeated the Lakers 4-0. Um, and in the 83 game, the 76ers, um, they totally dominated the playoff run-up. So they had a 12-1 score up to the finals. And uh, they think it's because they got Moses Malone on their team. And in the finals, he was the kind of their counter to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which is pretty yeah. interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. And then the superstition of the Ninth Symphony. So this the superstition is basically that if if a composer writes a Ninth Symphony, they will not live for much longer. And Beethoven wrote his Ninth and died soon after. Schubert wrote his Ninth and died soon after. Mahler, interestingly, uh, he wrote eight symphonies. Then he wrote this thing called Das Lied von der Erde, which is not a symphony. He called it a song cycle, even though it's more like a symphony, but he called it a song cycle. And he was still alive, so he thought he cheated death, and he wrote his ninth symphony. Um, and then he died when he was trying to write his tenth. So it's just what the curse fool. of the ninth symphony. <laughs> <laughs> Call it whatever you want. You're still going to die. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. I have a whole lecture on Noriega if uh, we can add that in bonus content or something. But uh, yeah. Yeah, subscribe stuff. to our Patreon to listen to bonus content on uh, <laughs> <laughs> on Noriega. Um, I should just note the um, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings by Maya Angelou is just a thing that I know that she wrote, and I know literally nothing else about it. It's just one of those trivia facts that's stuck in my mind. It's just stuck. that you just If you hear that, why I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings, you just pump out Maya Angelou because it just is. That's a, it. Yeah, I, it's a Pavlovian trivia reaction. Absolutely. So 7 of 15, uh, I think I'm ready to hear that rapid fire. All right, that gives me nine total points. Um, that means you only need six to tie out of these 15 oh, questions. God. No the pressure is on, though. Auto. Pressure is on. All right, let me just fix up a timer, and I am ready. Are you ready for your 15 RFQs? I am ready for that RFQ. In three... Two, one. What name is smartly given to the third molar in the human dentition? Premolar. Wisdom tooth. Mm. Henri Matisse was a leader of what short-lived art movement at the start of the 20th century that featured strong color, and the name of which comes from the French for wild beast? Fauvism. Correct. A marver, a yoke, a punty, and an annealer are some of the tools used in what trade? One of my favorites, glass blowing. <laughs> Correct. In <laughs> German, two dots above a letter is an umlaut. What is this diacritic mark called in French? Uh, pass. The trema. Hmm. What eccentric billionaire is the owner of the NBA's Dallas Mavericks and a main investor on the TV show Shark Tank? Oh, God. Uh, Mark? Yes. Mm, uh, shoot, Pass. Come back to it. Okay. Ha Long Bay is a UNESCO World Heritage Site and massively popular travel massively popular travel destination found in what country? China. Vietnam. What bacterial disease that we usually vaccinate against every 10 years is commonly known as lockjaw? Tetanus. Correct. What do you call an iron alloy that contains at least 11% chromium? Uh, steel? More specific. Uh, stainless steel? Correct. In Canada, a white infinity sign on a blue background is a flag that represents what people? The Métis. Correct. Tenerife is the largest of what island group? Canary Islands. Correct. 
There are three MLB baseball teams named for birds. Named name two of them. Orioles and Blue Jays. Correct. What Las Vegas Casino's hotel's main building is a pyramid with two ziggurat towers and is named for an Egyptian city. Uh, Caesar's Palace. The Luxor. Oh. What, what word is given to birds that are specifically reared for human consumption of their meat, eggs, or feathers? Poultry? Correct. What deep maroon-colored berry with large seeds is a cross between the raspberry, blackberry, and loganberry? Uh, lingonberry? A boysenberry. Oh, cool. In 1957, Laika became the first dog to do what? Uh, travel to outer space. Correct. And that is 15 questions. And you were actually under time. Oh, great. Okay. Oh, I didn't finish the Mark question. Mark oh, Rutherford. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Mark Cuban. Cuban. Ah, oh, shoot. All right. Uh, let me just do a quick tally on these before we get into them. All righty, Oda Tettle. Your tally is in. And you tied my score, my total score, with just your rapid fire questions, giving you a massive victory for the week with nine out of 15. Wow, that never happens. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. It's good, good, good. Thank you. Yes, that was a lot of fun. That was tough. Um, so let's start. Well, as you're the massive victor, let's start with the embarrassing one. Uh, the wisdom tooth. That's in the back of your mouth that almost every person has. Yeah, so... You know me. I love dentistry. <laughs> Let me just start by saying I love dentistry. Um, and I do know many of the teeth. And as you know, when I go to the dentist, I refer to the, my teeth with the correct teeth number. Like I had my 1-7 extracted. That's the molar furthest back that wasn't a wisdom tooth. Um, but I count. I was thinking of it backwards. Like the third molar would be, yeah, the molar, molar, and the wisdom tooth. And I went, like, we're not counting the wisdom teeth, molar, molar, premolar which is obviously a mistake. But you know what? Excuses, excuses. I did not get it. Let's move it on. <laughs> I and love especially, dentistry. And especially the, smartly, especially the smartly written question with the smartly word or whatever. Yeah, God. smartly given. I thought I'd throw that one in there. I thought, I, uh, you know, we discussed before we started recording, I, I thought I'd give you an easy one to start to, to get us off on the right foot. <laughs> and I was like, and I, and, to my, and I was thinking to myself, oh, smartly, because it's before the molar, the premolar. Like, of course, it just... <laughs> That's so funny. Um, we should mention where we got this question from. The Marver, the Yoke, the Punty, and the Annealer. Um, both of us obviously have been watching Blown Away on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, the competitive glass blowing show. It is so good. They're I just, just if you yeah. describe that show to me, I would be like, man, there's no way I'm watching that. And then I started watching it and I couldn't stop. I just binged right through it. It was ex it's exciting. It's interesting. It's about art. Um, I don't know. It's just something about it. I think my main issue with it this season, I must say, I don't have you finished it yet or no? Yeah. Okay, we've not finished it. But my main issue with watching the most recent season was they really would benefit from a one hour long episode, I think, because there's just so much more to cover. Like they have each artist is having like five hours to produce these works. Like there's just so much to cover. Like a one hour long episode would be a little bit more like. It'd be more interesting to see the process and stuff, but alas, half an hour is all they give us, and half an hour is what I'm watching. Should mention that uh, we are in no way sponsored by Netflix or Blown Away, so just this is a, a, gen <laughs> a genuine review of the TV show. A um, couple of these questions came from recent life things. Uh, Lockjaw tetanus. I recently <laughs> got my tetanus shot after I fell off a mountain bike and got stabbed by the uh, sprocket of the bike. 
That's right. So that recently happened to you, and that's how what helped me make sure I didn't say uh, rabies. I was like, wait, is lockjaw rabies or is tetanus rabies? Because rabies is hydrophobia, I think. Mm. And then you so thought, just, oh, yeah. Bonesaw just got his tetanus shot. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, and the other one that came from recent life events was on uh, on our drive back from where I got stabbed by that sprocket. Um my partner and I saw a flag on the side of the road that had the infinity sign, the, the, I think it's a white infinity sign on a blue background, and neither of us had any idea what that was. We had to Google it, and it's uh, the Métis people. Yeah, I think there's a, uh, I used to live in downtown Ottawa, and I think there was a, the Métis National Council, I think, was around where I was living, and I would see the flag every single day on my way to work. Yeah, so very I was cool. kind of, yeah, just kind of, what's it called, like one of those slumdog answers, just like, I can see it in my mind's eye, like... <laughs> That's funny. Um, I should have made you list all three of the bird teams, the Blue Jays, Everybody's the Orioles, and the, bird, the Cardinals. Obvious. Oh, uh, man. The, I mean, the it's not that obvious. It, it wouldn't be that obvious to me, but one, I, like you, like birds. Um, but also, where we used to live, there were so many Cardinals all the time, I could not help but think baseball. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, the I thought you would have known the trema, the accent trema. Which is so, the umlaut. I'm going to Google it right now because I have not actually heard that before. Huh. Diuresis. Okay. Um, yeah, I have not heard that. I Because I can't... Uh, what's a French word that has one? Noel. True. Hmm. I, uh, I'm, I, I, I'm just literally speechless. I don't know why I didn't know that. I'm, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm actually really stoked that I was able to come up with a word that had one off the cuff. I can't think of any others off the top of my oh head, my but I'm sure there are others, but I'm I'm glad I had that one loaded. I feel like I've just been going around in my life saying that it's an umlaut. Like, uh, huh, okay. I like le, that. I like that. Le umlaut. Le umlaut. Le umlaut, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good. Um, Laika was the first dog in space. Um, I, I was reading about the sort of space race recently and like how the Soviet Union basically won every part of the space race except for landing on the moon. And it was because like it was partly because the Americans would announce that they're going to do something months ahead of time and the Soviets wouldn't. So they would just wait for the announcement and then rush to get something done the week before that date. Right, right. Um, who was the, the first person in space? He was also a Soviet astronaut, I think, right? So, so there's a couple of things there. Um, Yuri Gagarin or Gagarin was, the, the person was thinking, widely yeah. considered to be the first person in space, but there are many a conspiracy theory that are like kind of believable that Gagarin was just the first person to come back from space, and the Soviets just didn't tell anybody when they sent somebody that didn't come back. True. Yeah, that but would be uh, not surprising, I guess. Eh? Whether or not that is true is certainly a matter of debate, but I, I think it's like um, among the more believable space conspiracy theories. Far more <laughs> believable than like the moon landing being done in a basement. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, so there's a uh, there's a funny old joke about the the space the moon landing uh, being fake, and it was that uh, they hired Stanley Kubrick to do the filming of it, but he's such like a method director that he made them go to site anyway. Classic. <laughs> oh gosh, that's funny. Excellent work uh this week, Oda Tettle. You have certainly handily bested me. Thank you. It doesn't happen often, but it must say it feels good. It may be just the, the gift of going second. Maybe that's just really what it is. Whoever goes second wins. I don't know. Let's try it out again next week. Alright, I'll <laughs> go second next week. 
Thank you so much for listening. Join us next week to see if Bonesaw's go-to theater answer finally pays off, and if Oda Tuttle can kick it up a notch. If you have any comments, questions, trivia categories you'd like us to explore, or mini-games we can play, we can be reached at 2dDTpodcast at gmail.com. That's 2, the number 2, ddtpodcast at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye.